Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back. I'm Cohen King. I'm here with Grant Mish. We're your hosts, and we're your kings of mischief, back with episode five. Grant, how are you doing, man? Yes, sir. I'm ready for another episode, dude. Got a, one of the most incredible guests we'll have. The, his personality is off the charts. Just finished up spring ball. It's a good time. It's a good time. And while we're talking, let me just shout out our Instagram real quick again, at Kings of Mischief Pod. Uh, we've been kind of active on there. And then our Twitter, at KOM Pod. Um, we're going to start being pod or podcast. I might have just screwed that up. Podcast. KOM Podcast. Uh, we're going to start being more active on there. And uh, just kind of get, you know, we can get a back and forth going, you know, with the, with the fan base a little bit more uh, on Twitter. It's a little easier doing that. So we're going to get active on there pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just want to, you know, thank everybody who's been listening, been tuning in. Um, I've been getting a lot of feedback from people uh, who's been tuning in and, you know, just want to touch back on it. Um, you know, we've been plugging the podcast everywhere. Any chance we get, any chance we get, you know, we're talking about it. The video before the spring game, you did it, you know. Dude, Haley, my girlfriend Haley, her, comes up to me right after the spring game and says, I think my dad has told every single person in this stadium about the podcast. And I was like, hey, that's free publicity right there. <laughs> that's what we want. That's what we need, man. I, I, I'm I, in this class. It's like 15 people. You know, there's people that are double my age almost. And I'm plugged in on one of my presentations today. So, we're trying to get out there, man. We're excited for everybody who's listening. Um, we're welcoming all new listeners, older, non-athletes, um, younger, you know, anybody's for your listen. So I'm just excited to be here. Um, yeah, man, I'm going to open up about spring. Um, how do you feel, feel y'all spring went overall after the spring game? So first of all, spring game, Team White, the Kings of the Mission boys were both on Team White. We got the win. Um, I thought it was a great spring. I thought we took – strides from not only last year to this year, but from week one to week five of spring ball. Um, I think we did a lot of good things as an offense. I think we kind of found an identity a little bit this spring. I think that was something that, you know, we were sort of lacking and probably the most positive thing to come out of spring, you know, regardless of plays and whatever that may be, but just kind of our offensive identity. And uh, yeah, man, I was super excited to see some of those young guys uh, get to showcase their talent and, you know, during the spring game, offense people was probably the bigger question that people had, yeah. and I hope that we put on a pretty good show. I'm glad you said that, man. Um, I I, I for, kind of forgot how the spring game, like you know, that's really a chance for those people who've never been in Scott Stadium. Like that's their like that's their time, bro. Yeah. Like, I remember I remember when we first did that. But again, when we first did that, I touched on this a little bit in the last one. When we first did that, it was like practice, so I don't even know what it feels like. It's it's got to feel good. Um, oh, for sure. Defensively, bro, I'm excited. I feel like our second to last practice was our best practice. So I feel like from the start, because, I mean, y'all started off great and y'all finished off great. I feel like y'all are pretty steady, but um, I think we kind of started off a little bit slower than we expected to. But, you know, we came back, and like I said, our last week of practice was our best week of practice. And, you know, I think we did really good in the game um, from the ones to the twos. And there's a lot of depth that we're building one of the biggest things I think we need. So I think it's, I think we're in a good spot for spring ball. Yeah. I'd say the only thing that, you know, kind of looked problematic during the spring game was our special teams. And, mm-hmm. granted, you know, that's not something that you really work on in the spring. But, you know, for Team White, that was – that's pretty crucial for us. I mean, we, that, that was the only reason the game stayed that close was because we had the 
the f- the fumble, bad return, another drop uh, punt, like just looked kind of bad. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's something. Like I said, we didn't work much in the spring. That's going to be something that we're going to work on during camp. Uh, and and I think we'll be able to figure it out from there. But the the best moment of the spring game was obviously Mike Collins getting back on the field and getting into the end zone. Um, I don't know if I came up to you right after it. It was me. I was. I knew it was me. Where I, I said, dude, did you see the replay? He, he, he dove from like the two yard line and landed right on the forty one, which I thought was just you know incredible. And I was like, man, God's real. When I saw that, I was like. If you never believed before, you got to believe now. That's that's pretty special. Like you said, man, he had no idea. You said you said he had no idea, and I I literally heard him. I can't remember if it was yesterday. I think it was on Monday. I heard him say, "I didn't even know I landed there," and I was like, "Bro, Grant literally said he had no idea he landed there." That was awesome, bro. Like I was on the field, I was on the defense when he scored. But the funniest thing is his little brother comes sprinting onto the field. <laughs> <laughs> his little brother Deuce is awesome, man. I don't know if I mentioned it, but he's been in our classes like all last week. He's freaking awesome, sprinting on the field with his jersey. I love him. You know when uh, when we had the when uh, John Hurley got the pick six at the end of the game, some dude came running on the field. I had never seen him before. I think he was a recruit, and he was jumping up and down in the in, when we were celebrating. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, the tall, the tall guy. Yeah, the tall guy. I was like, who are you, man? Oh, but yeah, was during the game, during the game, I asked you. I said, as a, as an outside spectator, what's it? What does a good spring game look like? Because you don't want to have one dominant offense one dominant defense on a good mix and you looked at the scoreboard it was 21 20 you're like that i was like yeah dude if if you could write up a perfect spring game 21 21 is like 21 20 when it, when it happens like the best thing you could have event like yeah. not enough scores to where the defense is bad but i mean y'all are putting points on the board on both sides so i thought we had a really good spring i'm excited to move into this little break we have um you know throwing a little just like personal stuff we're throwing a little cookout this weekend with the team. So good time to get together after the spring game and stuff. I really enjoy doing that, but I thought it was a good spring. Yeah, it definitely was. So like we did last week, uh, we said we had AJ on. AJ is a form, uh, former cornerback here. AJ was an all-ACC player. He's a, he's a legend. But before we bring him on, we're going to get into our hot take slash mischievous take section of the podcast. And I am up this week. Grant has no idea what I'm going to say, so – we're all hearing it. We're all in first. Let's go. So, again, we're we're not doing like controversial. It's not all that, but it will this, it will be. Trust me. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get controversial here soon. <laughs> my my hot slash mischievous take of the week is that a coach can seriously affect and make or break your sporting experience, negatively or positively. Um. I just was seeing something on in one of my classes, uh, my Tuesday, Thursday class, where you were talking about like parent coaches or coaches that act like your parents or, yeah. or like too involved in your life. And I really thought about it. I'm like, there's been some coaches who I've seen like destroy the game for some players, like completely destroy it. They, they have like a, a hate for the game now. Or on the contrary, I've seen some players just get uplifted and you know, taking it to a whole new level, just strictly off of their coach and their relationship. Yeah. I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Let's go, man. Because I, I agree with you that like, it can really shape like how you feel about the game and how you feel about your team and your time there. 
but I also feel like it kind of like flows a little bit. It's not necessarily the same thing the whole time. Like from when we were first years, you know, there's certainly coaches I felt different about my first year than I did my fourth year or, you know, none of them are really here anymore now, but I would still, you know, feel differently now as a fifth year because um, you kind of build a relationship. So if it's bad, it can become good. But I also agree with you that if it's good, you know, it kind of impacts you in that way, but it can also turn bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm making this applicable to all across the board. Same with like a teacher relating to a subject. Some people know, you know, just for our non-athlete listeners, like some people know, like if you have a, if you have a terrible math teacher one year, like absolutely terrible, they, you can just tell they don't like you. They're picking on you stuff. Like it might make you hate that subject for the rest of your life. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, I don't like it because of this person. And just relating to sports, like I think like a positive, a positive coach, like the relationship that you have with your coach, I mean, you're with them more than you're with anybody else. Probably, I mean, other than your friends, but like as a male or female figure in your life, like older figure, you're with them the majority of your day. And they have a yeah. huge impact on you. I don't think they realize. No, I mean, definitely. And that's why, you know, guys will go back and like you hear them at their draft and they'll think they're high school coach or something. Like, man, you're still talking about your high school. Yeah, because, you know, they really shape people. Yeah. You're, you're around them so much and, and you're doing something that's usually pretty uncomfortable. You know, a workout is not comfortable. That's uncomfortable. Or you go through something and you got to talk with your coach or whatever it may be. So, yeah, I definitely think the way that they handle it can, can really shape not, not only your experience then, but kind of who you become. Who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm not even going to say the person's name, but I remember a few years ago, like something really like close happened to a guy on our team. And the first person he told was coach blackjack, uh, coach Potts is his real name, but he told coach blackjack, like if you ever met him, he's, he's like one of the, he is probably the most down to earth coach I've ever met in my entire life. Um, he was in the, he spent years in the military and, you know, guys like that, they just carry themselves a little bit different. They don't have to do all the the talking and telling you who they are. And one of our players felt so comfortable and attached to him that he came with some like really personal, um, like news about what was happening in his life. He, he originally, he ended, uh, like after the fact, he told me that he went to him, but I mean, it, that's how it shapes it. Yeah, definitely. I Coaches play a huge impact on our lives. For for better or for worse, right? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's our hot take section. Um, we're gonna move in. We're gonna bring in AJ. We're gonna get this thing started. All right, so we are back with Anthony Johnson Jr., otherwise known as Shram. For the people that are on YouTube watching, Anthony, man, Anthony, why did I say Anthony? AJ, how are you doing, bro? What am I doing? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Uh, I just actually got back from dropping buckets at the AFC. That's why I got this handband on. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I'm doing good. I'm happy to be on the show, man. Uh, I heard about the podcast uh, through a few guys uh, on the team, and, you know, I was excited. I wanted to get on here. So happy to be here. All right, man. You got to explain SRAM to everybody. What, is, what does SRAM mean? Man, SRAM is, is crazy. Uh, I got that nickname in high school. Uh, my junior year in high school, we're playing a team up in Coral Gables, Florida. My uncle was – probably a little bit under the influence at the game. And I was guarding this receiver that had like a whole bunch of offers. I think he was committed to like Ohio State. And I had an interception, a couple PBUs, like he didn't catch a pass. And at the end of the game, my uncle was like, man, nephew, you just shrimp that dude. And I'm like, 
<laughs> he's like, bro, you just shrammed them. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't know, Shram City. <laughs> <laughs> it just took off. It's, it just took off from there. I even got it tattooed on me, man. Shram City, man. Like, it, it really became something. So that's the story behind it. Bro, let me just explain to y'all, man. AJ just said he just got back from playing basketball at the AFC. Ever since AJ got back from the combine, every single day, I mean, I don't think you've missed a day. He's texted our group chat, BB's group chat, to come hoop at the, the AFC. It's a little facility we have on campus where it's like basketball courts. And he's there every day, man. You've been in there every day, haven't you? Yeah, man. I've, I've been there not every day, but almost. I mean, it's good cardio. You know, it's, a, it's just a good way to just, you know, get out, get your heart pumping and, you know, live out my false hoop dreams. <laughs> Speaking of that. Or is, or is this is this just a, a, a fun thing? No, it's a fun thing. Like I'm actually straight. I'm not. I'm not OD. Today I was getting crazy buckets. Uh, I normally go with Dave, KT. You know, we go out, we compete. You know, there's some other guys that pull up, Will. You know, things like that. But I mean, it's a fun time. I love the trash talk. Anything I can do, and I'm, I'm going to trash talk at the fullest. So, bro, I mentioned the combine. You got to explain, man. Like, I never talked to you about it fully. Like, how was that? How was that experience? Yeah, man, the combine was awesome. I mean, it was very tiresome. I mean, something that. It's, it's a very high pressure situation, you know, and it's designed that way. You know, you're getting crappy food, you're getting limited hours of sleep, you know, you're up early, you're you're going to sleep late, you're interviewing with teams, you're getting measured, you're getting medicals on, I mean, literally everything across your body. I mean, from CAT scans to x-rays to MRIs. And uh, fortunately for me, I didn't have many injuries going through college, actually, any, no surgeries, no broken bones. So I didn't have much medical, which was like, the, the meat and potatoes for a lot of guys. A lot of guys spent a lot of time doing medical things. So for me, I was in my room, you know, just trying to rest as much as I could because I didn't have much medical. But it was just an unreal experience. I mean, it's really cool to just see all the people that, you know, that you see on TV that, you know, that you see on ESPN or like the Bryce Youngs, the CJ Strouds, and, you know, how they're really cool down-to-earth people. And they're, you know, you know they're just like you, you know. But um, it was a great time, a great experience. I was very happy to be there. What's your plan for the draft? Uh, so I'll leave out of here next week. Um, I'll go back home. I'll, I'll have a party on the 29th, which is a Saturday, which is a day three of the draft. You know, anything can happen. You can get called on day two. You never know. But, you know, I, I plan to have a party on day three. You know, just not even a draft party, but just, you know, celebrating me graduating, getting my master's. Um, COVID hit, unfortunately, when I was at Louisville, so I didn't get to walk for my bachelor's. So just kind of a celebration, just transitioning, you know, from – college to like the real life the real world right now so that's kind of the plan that's just gonna be a family thing or you got some friends coming in too yeah yeah i got some friends coming in like shoot if you guys want to come it's open i mean to all my guys but uh it'll majority be family i don't have too many friends back home but like all my college guys i mean it's, it's, it's open and welcome yeah bro you're you gotta be, sorry i was calling you got to get a little detour on your way down to uh to mexico <laughs> stop down at yeah, down in Florida on the way. <laughs> 100%, man. We're right there. Bro, so speaking of Florida, man, your music taste. Let's, I, I got. I had to bring it up. I had to expose you, bro. AJ, bro, let me just explain to the people that are listening. AJ's music taste consists of strictly rappers or artists that are from the state of Florida. <laughs> I mean, bro, I'm, I'm big on my Florida. I, I mean, like, I'm big on supporting, you know, the guys that are from where I'm from. You know, Kodak Black, one of the top rappers out. Low shimmy, up and coming. I mean, like, we got a lot of talent down there. And guys don't understand how much talent there is down in South Florida. I mean, Atlanta's kind of crushing the game. But we're up on the rise, man. We're up on the rise. 
Oh, dude. Well, so I'll go the other route with with you being from Florida. We talked about fishing last week because I know you're a you're a big fisherman. Love it. How how much different is it truly fishing down in Florida? I mean, it's just an abundance. Like the difference is like you don't have to drive to a certain destination in Florida to fish. Like I live on a lake. I can walk out my backyard, throw out and catch a 10 pound bass. Like it's literally abundant. It's so much like it's it's just like it's like a fisherman's dream. And like everywhere you go, there's canals, there's lakes, there's ponds. I mean, it's just everywhere. There's golf courses. So it's an abundance of fishing. You don't have to go to a certain destination. You know, you don't have to like go to a, a lake or a reservoir, you know, hour, 30 minutes away. It's just very convenient. And, um, you know, I grew up doing it with my family. That's probably my first love, honestly, fishing. Uh, many people don't know that. Like, if it wasn't football, I'd be a Bassmaster Classic somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I love it. It's fun. It's relaxing. You know, like they say, a, a bad day of fishing is better than a good day at the office. So, fishing right, is awesome. Man, we got to get, we got to go fishing. Yeah. I've been, to, I've, I've been trying to get Cohen all freaking spring. It's not happening. Maybe you can convince him to come. <laughs> no, it's awesome, Cohen. I mean, like, bro, it's like catching a fish is like an adrenaline rush. It's like, it's not, it's like, I can't even explain it to you, bro. It's like unreal. It's, it's like the best thing ever. No matter how big, how, how small, it's just unreal. AJ, I'm from the country, man. I go fishing all the time. <laughs> okay, okay. So, look, so being in Virginia, I know you, it's probably not a lot down in Florida. Like, so have you ever went hunting? Never. I've never been hunting. I've never and, been in my ghillie suit, dressed up, stalking. I mean, I, I it seems fun. I don't think I have the patience for it. Yeah, it's a little different. So transition to another football question, man. So, like, you're at the top of your game right now, bro. You're doing your thing. So, like, over the past few months, like, where do you think you've developed the most, like, athletically or mentally? Like, just being around those dudes, training. Like, where do you think you developed the most and, like, taking your game to the next level? Uh, Just knowing what I'm good at. Just knowing, like, where my advantage is. Like, I'm not the fastest. I'm not the strongest. I'm not the biggest. But I'm really smart. I know the game of football. You know, I'm very confident in what I do. So, like, I'm not trying to be, like, a guy that's very fast or be like someone that, you know, plays a different game. I just know my my advantage and my strengths, and I just play to that. And, you know, and I walk myself with that confidence. Like, I worked out with some guys that's projected to be the first corner off the board. But, you know, when I'm around them, I'm not like, oh, my gosh, this dude's like, like this dude's a regular guy. Like, he puts his pants on the same way I do. And I think just that confidence in yourself and carrying yourself and knowing, you know, what you're good at, um, will take you far, you know, not getting too caught up in what others are doing, you know, just staying locked in on your training. Like I knew for me that I needed to be more explosive. I needed to be more like twitchy to try to give me a better chance as far as like running fast 40 and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I'm confident in my film and my tape. So. Speaking about, about good uh, corners and guys that are going to be taking off the board high, the Illinois game last year, I caught a little flat route and I got absolutely popped. One of the hardest hits I've taken. And it was and it was a DB. And I got up, I got up fast, but when I watched the film, I was like, damn, I let a DB hit me like that. And now I'm seeing that like he's like projected top 10. And that makes me feel so much better about myself. No, 100 percent man. I mean, uh DBs are they're 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 special talent. I mean, I feel like especially like some of those hybrid safeties that you know that can come down and play in the box, but also go out wide and play and guard receivers. I mean. It, uh, it takes a, a good skill set and a lot of confidence. AJ, I had to bring it up, man. We texted about it before. Colognes. You're a big, you're a big cologne guy. 
I'm a big cologne guy. We love me and AJ. We bond over this stuff. Give me. I need. I need another top three. Explain to the people what you like about colognes. Top three. All right, man. So what I love about colognes is, it's like it's they're like characteristics. Honestly, like they're like characteristics, like how you feel and about the day. You know, <laughs> weather, the time of the year. I mean, like seriously. I mean, it's like a big thing. And like, there's nothing better than like walking into a room and then like demanding everybody's attention just off the way you smell. Like, like dang, like, what do you have on? Like, what do you wear? <laughs> And, you know, like I talk to somebody, so it's not like I'm trying to turn girls heads and things like that. But just, you know, just always smelling good, carrying yourself, you know, in the right way, you know. And uh, so I got my collection with me. So I'll just grab a few bottles real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, I go with my top three. So I'll go three with uh, I go Cree Imperial. I mean, it's solid right here, man. I mean, real smooth scent. I mean, this is awesome. Let's, let me say something real quick, man. For the people that don't know that that scent, that bottle is around three hundred and fifty dollars. Four fifty, but four fifty. Here's another four hundred and fifty dollar bottle. This is bond <laughs> number nine, Nomad. This is the one that you smelled calling that day at practice. This is straight fire. Yep. Uh, it. I mean, like this is no order. These are just my top three, and uh, this is a well known, but like this baccarat by Mason Francis. I mean, it's just it's crazy. Mm. But uh, that's just three of like. My favorite scents, you know, I mean, you can wear them any time of the year. They're, they're really nice. They're smooth. But I, I have a huge collection. I mean, I have a ton of cologne sitting right here to the right of me, man. Let me just tell you all, AJ just gave a subtle flex on, on us right there. Those are those are, three those are three bottles well over $400, and he said he has a lot more. So Yeah, man, rough estimate. How much have you spent on cologne? <sighs> Probably about four or $5,000, bro. Oh. Sitting on my desk, yeah. sitting on my desk right here is probably about four or five thousand dollars. Like here's another four fifty, here's another four fifty, there's another three thirty. I mean, like it's it's ridiculous, bro. I mean, it's wow. it's it's over the time, so it's not like <laughs> I'm just going into the mall and just spending. You know what I mean? Like this is a collection I've been having for at least four to five years. Like. When I was younger in high school, it wasn't something I was big on. Like, I love to smell good, but, like, I wasn't into, like, cologne, you know? Like, I spray my granddad's cologne or, you know, have, like, a little bull crap cologne I got. But, like, now, like, since I got older, I got more money, I really dove into it and just I'm, I'm in love with them. I'm, I'm infatuated. Appreciate that, man. So we're going to take a quick little break, and then we're going to move into our top five snake draft section. This week's snake draft, we're doing the top five best college football uniforms of all time so we'll be right back all right we are ready to start our top five college uniforms draft anthony you are i said i did it too aj you, you are our, our guest so you go ahead you get the first pick all right man uh i'm not biased with this selection but i, I gotta go with the uva all blue i think it's, it's just a solid uni i mean man it's it's, it's a really nice uni man all right. All right. I, I like it. I like the pick. That's a good first. All right. So I'm second. Me and Grant did uh coin flip. So my number one best looking college uniform of all time is Texas. I think Texas white, Texas burnt orange is insane. I think they have the best looking stuff in college football history. That's interesting, Cohen. I'm not going to lie. That, <laughs> that's something that I, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. I I went back and forth going between classics like Texas and out there. So I'm going to go out there. My number one, 
a little biased too, sticking to ACC, Wake Forest. Mm. You can't go wrong with black and gold. And the the chrome, oh, the chrome was so cool. I love, uh, half of my picks are going to be chrome. Mm. Okay, back on me. Yep, back to you. Not biased here again. I did attend these schools, but I got to go with the Louisville all red with the chrome helmet. The Muhammad Ali uh, edition, I mean, fire. Watching Lamar Jackson go crazy in that uni is, I mean, it just makes the uniform even better. So that's my second one. That, that sucks. That was my second one, too. <laughs> Bro, that was on my list, and they just look fast when they wear that. Yeah, the, the Adidas. So my number two, it's the same. It's the same script, man. I'm going Penn State. Mm. Classics, bro. He's gonna be all classic. They're all they're all, they're amazing. <laughs> I mean, you rock those jerseys. They're so intimidating. They look awesome. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's a good pick. My number two is actually kind of kind of a classic as well. I'm going Oklahoma. Mm. But my favorite Oklahoma uni is when they do the uh, the throwback with the cream. They got the cream pants, <laughs> yeah. cream numbers, and the cream helmet. That's my favorite. And, they ha- and the red's a little darker. I could argue that that's my favorite uniform, but I just – I took Wake over them because I think Wake's combos are better. All right. Coming with the yeah. – Undeniable, maybe one of the most intimidating uniforms there are is, is Florida State. I mean – that that freaking crimson on that gold, I mean, it's one of the, like it's it's a very clean, crisp uniform. I mean, they have all black, they have all different kinds, but like that regular burgundy on gold, man, it's a it's a very intimidating uniform. It's another classic. Classic. Yeah. All right. So my number three, I got my top three picks for the first time we've ever done this, Grant. My number three is Oregon, specifically all green with the yellow numbers. Mm. Chrome chrome green helmet. That is sick. Clean. Yeah. 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 I told y'all I had three ACC teams on my list and they're already all gone. (laughs) All right. So my third, my third is going to be Baylor. Mm. Because I think what Baylor has done in the last four to five years is cool. They've really switched it up and they've gone kind of towards that like gray, but they still keep the, the, the gold and the green and the black. I like what they've done. Not a bad pick. All right, guys. You guys may not agree with this pick, but I think Tulane has a sick green uniform. It is sick. The green wave uniform they have, the green on green, I think is a really tight uni. I don't like that, I don't like that color green. It's a sleeper, man. I mean, it's and it's like multi-greens in like one jersey. Yeah. That's for like that. My number four. Still got my still got my top four in. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Typically when they go black. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a that's a banger. Yeah, that was my that was my next one. All right. So <laughs> we'll we'll stay we'll stay in the Big Ten and we'll go we'll go Minnesota. Mm. I because right. they do the chrome too. And I, I just love gold pretty much with any color, but the gold and red is really good. Just like gold and black is really good. Well, last, I guess we'll keep it in the Big Ten family, and there's nothing more classic than that Michigan blue and gold. I mean, that that is a banger. I feel like <laughs> all of their uniforms are clean and crisp. The all white, the all blue, the blue and gold. I mean, it's, they have clean unis. Definitely. And Jordan brand, to speak, like, it's crazy. Yeah, their uniforms are nice. All right, so 
My fifth one, I'm between two here. Um, but I'm gonna go with this one. I'm gonna go with this one. I'm going with Washington's purple. Shout out to, shout out to Wayne Talapapa, man. Shout out to Wayne. Oh dear. Wayne, let me tell you, man. Wayne, I'm gonna get him to listen to it. Wayne looked amazing in that purple, bro. <laughs> they look they look sick. It was okay. purple. Yeah. It's nice. All right, man. Rounded it out. I'm going Boise State. Mm. I like Boise's. That's a good yeah, one. They get the, the the Bronco on one side. I think that looks so cool. I like and, that. And, and the decal is the chrome, and then they have the matte finish. That is – it's more so their helmet than their uniforms, but the helmet kind of makes uniform a lot of the time. They have a nice all-black uni. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, where they go all black with the matte black mm-hmm. and then the chrome outline of the Bronco. I think that looks really cool. All right, so that wraps up our top five snake draft. I have to touch on something really quick. I mentioned in podcast four featuring Tony Musket um, where we were talking about video games. So I said that I was going to track how many hours that I had played on the original Modern Warfare 2019. Let me just tell you all. <laughs> it's about two months. I had about 59. <laughs> I, had, I had 59 days played on Modern Warfare crazy that's actually impressive when you want to think about it <laughs> I, I i feel like the chat good you say were you actually good though oh my gosh yes with those that amount of like you have to be like actually like pretty good man i mean sun up to sun down i uh i messaged um one of our good friends well sean's our friend too but olu who used to play center here he played at michigan i messaged his brother sean he uh, was a former football player in Maryland. He played the game twice as much as Grant and I did. I asked him how many days he had. He switched systems, and he said a while back when he checked, he had 72 days played. So that's not updated. It's crazy. <laughs> the games have us in a chokehold, man. They have us in a chokehold now. <laughs> I definitely give a few Xboxes the ring of death in my time. Oh, my gosh. I burnt out some Xbox 360s for sure. Yeah, but, but when we played, when we played, it it came at the perfect time because that game came out during COVID. So mm-hmm. half the time we were at home, and then the other half, when we were at school, we were on, on online anyway, and we couldn't go anywhere. So yeah, it sounds bad, but in reality, it's it's really not. It's a time. It's a time period. It's all it's all content. Yeah. So ending this off, we're gonna move into our rapid fire section featuring AJ. AJ, we're just going to fire off a few questions at you. We have five each. I'm going to let Grant start this one off because I have all a funny right. one that they're going to like. All right. So all you got, you just got to, you got to answer it quick. Your your quickest answer to it. All right. You ready? Yep. All right. Dream fishing trip. Amazon. Mm. Right. TV series or movie? TV series. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. Are aliens real? No. Because a plant that's not known in the U.S. is considered an alien. So are we talking about that alien or like a real alien? No, a real like intelligent being from another planet. Okay. And would you rather be a great singer or a great guitarist? Great singer. All right. All right. I got mine. I, I thought you were going to say you already were a great singer. Oh, no. <laughs> I finished up. All right. I got mine, man. All right. You ready? Let's get it. Coach Howell, Coach Cox. 
Cox. <laughs> Ferrari, Lamborghini. Lambo. Kodak Black or Tupac? Kodak Black. <laughs> LeBron versus Jordan. Jordan. And Gucci or Louis Vuitton? Louis Vuitton. Let me say you surprised me with one of the picks. I'm not going to say which one it was. Hey, man. Right. I, I, I just, Cox was kind of a quick spur at the moment, but I definitely wanted to say how, but I was trying to answer so fast that Cox, <laughs> that Cox slipped out. So I want to go back. I want to go back and say, Coach Howell. I mean, I love them both. They were great coaches. I mean, both of them improved my game at a high level. But like, just as far as like Coach Howell, I mean, I just got off the phone with him today. He called me today. I mean, he's me like, for all the listeners tuning in. Coach Howell is our the old DB coach and defensive coordinator here. And AJ, let me just say this, man. You were only here with him for a year. So I mean, that that speaks to it, man. Yeah, he's a great coach, man. Yeah. Great. We're wrapping it up. AJ, thank you for an amazing episode, man. We had a great conversation. I knew this was just going to flow like you're a brother to us, man. So appreciate you doing this with us. And good luck next week, bro. And, you know, best luck to you in your future, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Uh, I just want to say, man, for everybody that's listening and watching, you know, no matter your situation, no matter, you know, what you're going through, man, that's just to always keep persevering, keep striving through, I mean, I'm a living testimony. You know, I was at a place where I was playing a lot and then went to not playing and transferred to Virginia. And like my life just changed. I mean, it was it worked out the best for me. I met some unreal people, you know, the team, the camaraderie, some, you know, awesome brothers for life. And uh, I just think, you know, just stay the course, man, and everything will work its way out. So that's the tip of advice I would give anybody that's, you know, currently thinking about transferring or younger throughout this process, man. Just persevere, stay the course. Don't let a situation beat you. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks for coming on, man. And yeah, yeah. Good luck. Uh, good luck with the draft next week. I hope. I hope your party is a, is a party party. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah. When we wrap up, uh, shout out AJ again. Go follow him on Instagram at Shram City. That's S H R A M City. And then go follow the Kings of Mischief uh, Instagram, Kings of Mischief Pod. And like I said earlier, we're going to be getting more active on Twitter at KOM Podcast. Go follow us on all the socials. Uh, we're going to be trying to do a little more interaction with with the fan base and, and get that going pretty soon. So, yep. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, thank you fellas for, for coming on again. Yes, sir. See y'all.